I'm Susan Grace, and this is Be the Evidence. We are at the full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. So it's sun in Taurus, obviously opposed by moon in Scorpio, and they're at the node. Sun is at the north node. Um, moon is at the south node. That opposition for that eclipse uh, involves a cradle and a T-square. So it's in a T-square to Saturn in Aquarius. It's supported by a cradle by, uh, with uh, Pluto retrograde in Capricorn and Mars and Neptune in Pisces. So for the cradle itself, Pluto and Capricorn and Mars and Neptune and Pisces, that involves Scorpio's ancient ruler, Mars, and modern ruler, Pluto. And what that's saying is that the opposition of moon in Scorpio to Taurus is the truth will not stay hidden. There's something that you're going to have to face in order to get into a higher quality of life. And for every single person on the planet, you have been living a fraction of the life that you could be living. Every person on the planet. The cradle is somehow you have let your self-agency or your decision-making over what you want for your life to be hijacked by some sort of control outside of you. And it needs to be faced that all wounds are healable, but you got to look at it. You got you to look at it. Mars and Neptune is you can do something about it. Whatever you need to face, you can do something about it. You can. And you can heal yourself all the way out of here, but not unless you name it. The T-square to Saturn and Aquarius is nobody's going to come do it for you. You have to take responsibility for your own energy. Somehow, I think that the root of any shadow that's going to come up that needs to be faced in this eclipse will have um, the core of self-abandonment in there. Like you have to abandon yourself to go into self-loathing. You have to abandon yourself to settle for a low quality of life. You have to abandon yourself to not be honest with yourself and other people about what's important to you and what's not. Self-abandonment. Um, I've been thinking about this eclipse well, for the last week, but really intensely today. The, when I'm recording this, the eclipse still hasn't happened. It's going to happen in about four hours. Um, so I don't, I don't know fully how this is going to deliver. Eclipses are called the bringers of change, and they bring in change we didn't see coming. So it's going to keep delivering. This eclipse will keep delivering until the next moon. That will be uh, new moon in Gemini on May 30th. So we're going to have to let it continue to unfold. It's the same, same thing that we always do during eclipses. If you've been listening to me for a while, is pay attention to everything, cling to nothing. Because Mercury is retrograde in Gemini, the hot minute you think you've got this all figured out, you don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't. More is going to be shunned. <clears throat> I, all day I've been uh, debating with myself whether or not I should uh, share um, my personal lived experience with this eclipse so far, because I don't want it to be like, oh my God, she's just talking about her damn self. Um, but I do 
I do think I'm going to go ahead and share it because I think it it's illustrative of how this eclipse will probably unfold for most people. Um, if you're someone who's close to me, you know that uh, I work on my shit all the time, all the time, relentlessly so. It never stops. I'm always questioning, always looking, always doing the work, always, always. Um, it's, I think, probably exhausting uh, to be around me like in relationship because it, I just never stop. <laughs> I mean, I exhaust myself, okay? Um, but in, in, my, in my healing journey, I've done, a lot of, I've done a lot of family work. I've done a lot of shadow work. I've done some past life work. And I happen to be someone who has access to uh, the memory of my original wounding. And so the, my original wounding, I often talk about how it was that I had my hand in darkness. And I felt so terrible about that, that I put myself into punishment over it. But I knew all along that I would come out of that long line of suffering and be part of the energy that I believe is happening now that is ushering in the end of suffering. So I would end up being part of the solution rather than the problem. So specifically, very long time ago, I was, uh, the only word I know for it to describe it is I was some, some sort of gatekeeper. And I got the order to, uh, to open the gates and let darkness in. And I knew what was going to happen. I knew how terrible it would be if I followed that order. And I did it anyway. I opened the gate and it was horrible, horrible. Everything got decimated. Everything was wiped out. And it was so severe that on the other side of the veil, uh, everyone that was taken out by that, including me, uh, had to go into like kind of like group therapy because nobody could function. Everyone was so traumatized. They couldn't reincarnate to work through their stuff. They couldn't function enough to even reincarnate. And so lots of group therapy for everyone except me. My therapy, I guess, uh, was they put me into a tower. Uh, my masculine counterpart was with me because we have always been tied together, but he didn't have anything to do with the gatekeeping stuff, uh, but he's, he, he went with me into the tower. Um, and my assignment was to face myself. <clears throat> and I couldn't. I couldn't face myself. It was too hard. And so there was an opportunity for a long line of suffering that you could sign up for. And then, like I said, be here to pop out at the end to be part of the ushering end, ushering in of the end of suffering. And I was like, sign me up. Yes. I would rather go through pain, torture, suffering in punishment rather than face myself. And so uh, my masculine counterpart was not in favor of this plan. <laughs> He's, he was the first one who said to me, which I tell people now. He said to me that spirit or God or whatever um, would never require my suffering. Never, never, ever. And because I'm stubborn, I said, I'm going to do it anyway. So I did it anyway. And it was lifetime after lifetime after lifetime of uh, suffering. And every time I came out of it, I'd be like, oh, look how much I've suffered. Doesn't that make me amazing? And then whoever happened to be uh, assisting was guiding me along the way was like oh my god she still doesn't get it and 
pushed me into another incarnation where I said, did the same damn thing. And <clears throat> that long line of suffering in this incarnation I'm in now is set to expire. That's it. It's not going to go past how I'm alive now. But in order to seal that off, the thing about there's some penance to be paid and I'm going to pay it. In order to seal that off, I'm going to have to heal it all the way. And healing it all the way, you will not find this shocking to know, <laughs> is that I'd still have to face myself. After all that, it didn't fix anything. I was just hurting myself. It didn't help anything. I have to go and face myself. And that means I have to have mercy and compassion and forgiveness. So with this eclipse, my original wounding, I have had to sit with, that's not it. That's not it. If the core of any shadow in Scorpio is self-abandonment, then self, that includes you too. My original wounding was not having my hand in darkness. It was not facing myself in response. And that caused a lot of harm, mainly to me. So letting, being the gatekeeper to let darkness in and seeing what happened, I just kept going. Just kept going. Darkness had a hold of me and it just kept going and going and going and going and going. I kept re-injuring, kept repeating it. I have a, the fear that's been coming up about being visible lately and so just like I'm asking everyone else to do I'm like is that really it and it's not I don't have a fear of being visible I have a fear of abandonment and my I happen to have the the, the lived experience of a lot of abandonment in this life like last time I saw my father I was five I haven't seen my mother and my stepfather in 22 years. All of my relationships, lots of abandonment in relationships. Um, and if not, then I've chosen people who were addicts or narcissists or abusers or whatever. Uh, so lots of abandonment. And I have been, in the energy of this eclipse, I've had to face something I haven't wanted to face. Why? Why am I in a life? Why am I in the lived experience of a lot of abandonment. I mean, a lot. Why? Why am I so saturated in abandonment? I don't think it's because, like, that's what I deserve or some shit. Why is that? And I've had to dig down further. My fear is not abandonment either, it's self abandonment. And I think that's going to be the core for everyone. You're going to have to keep drilling down until you get to how you have abandoned yourself. Mine happens to be a pretty extreme example. <laughs> but, you know, no one has ever accused me of uh, being bland. <laughs> oh, man. But still, <laughs> it's some version like that. It's something about you've been settling or you have uh, ignored 
or you have been telling yourself a story that's not true, or you've been mortgaging your happiness for some future date. Okay. Something. There's something about self-abandonment in here. And it's, uh, this is not fun. You guys, this is not, I don't enjoy it at all, but here's the deal about Scorpio. One of the many deals about Scorpio. If you'll just face it, you'll feel so much better. Oh my God. The side effect of facing whatever you need to face, the side effect that's going to happen is your quality of life is going to go up way up. The side effect is Taurus. It's Uranus and Taurus, North Node and Taurus, Sun and Taurus. You could be living a much more rich, full life. And I'm not talking about monetary possessions. I'm talking about connection. I'm talking about values. I'm talking about purpose and meaning. I'm talking about thriving, really thriving. And it is my belief, uh, and it's an informed opinion, okay? It's my belief that, that we're, we're meant to get all the way in there. We're meant to go all the way into a different frequency of living. We won't leave behind our lived experiences. We're going to take them with us. We're going to take our wisdom with us. We're going to take what we've learned with us. But there's a different way to live. And it's that thing I've been talking about in Aquarius. We find ourselves, we find each other in that order. And it's on offer. Jupiter and Saturn lit it up at the end of 2020. Pluto's going to go in in 2023, come back out into Capricorn, then go back in in 2024. It's going to slow down and spend 19 years in Aquarius. For the foreseeable future, we're trying to find ourselves and find each other. You cannot find connection and belonging. You can't find your people until you find yourself. Otherwise, you're just living a story. And life is not a story. Life is discovery in the unknown. And to go discover a different way of living, you're going to have to be honest with yourself. Brutally honest. Okay? Like, if you don't feel like, I, I feel like I have to remind people of this um, often. If you don't feel like you can talk to people around you, about what you really want for yourself, you're just gonna start making changes, right? Because other people would disagree with you or other people will take it personally or other people don't want the same things that you want, whatever. Or what you want seems weird. What you want probably seems weird because Uranus is involved. It probably seems like, first of all, what you want doesn't exist. It can seem like uh, you don't know how to get there or whatever you want, you're probably gonna get it and lose it. Or you're going to get in and it'll turn bad. Something. Something's not right. And that's why there's something you need to face. You're, you're settling. You're running. You're hiding from the life that you really do want for yourself. And facing whatever that is, it's hard. And, I, and it's hard and I'm going to... Uh, request please because i care about you that you be very careful here what you don't want to do is fall into the south node in scorpio like face what you need to face and then do something about it so that you can go, move on move on go on with living 
Scorpio sometimes whenever it's facing something, it can go into sabotage and self-loathing. <clears throat> when I've been working on my process with this eclipse, and, and again, if you if you're listening to this on Sunday evening and you think, I think I already got my eclipse. <laughs> no, you didn't. I caught myself saying, I think I got my eclipse a week ago. And I was like, you know what? That is totally going to jinx me. <laughs> and it, it, so now I'm not, I'm not saying that anymore. I feel like I've gotten my eclipse, but I'm like, nah, I probably haven't. So be open for the unfolding, right? It's just, don't stay there. Don't set up camp in a haunted house. Don't fall into self-loathing. If you need to face something and it hurts to look at it, if you're like, oh my God, I feel so much shame about this, or I don't want anybody to know, or maybe I can just keep hiding it. Something like that, right? Some sort of avoidant stuff because you're scared. You're going to hurt yourself. Seriously, you're going you're gonna to hurt yourself. Don't do that. You don't want to fall into a hole. I've been telling people uh, that get regular readings with me, don't white knuckle through this. If you need to, like, like, if somebody needs to set up a reading with me sooner than they thought they would, just go ahead and do it. Because you don't, what you don't want to do is fall in so far into a hole that's hard to get out. Okay, so take it from a double Scorpio. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm Scorpio Sun rising and Mercury retrograde first house Scorpio. That's a fuck ton of Scorpio. Okay, just take my word for it. It is much easier to have mercy and compassion on yourself in real time and, you know, do something about what you need to face, but then that's it. That's enough. <laughs> it's much easier to do that than to try and run and hide from what you need to look at. And then it comes to find you and then you fall into a hole. Okay. You don't want to be forced into facing what you need to face because then it'll, it gets extreme. Don't do that. Don't do that. Appeal to your own greed. You're trying to get into a higher quality of life as efficiently and quickly as possible. So just whatever it is, drag it out of the closet. Here we go. Sunlight is a powerful disinfectant. Whatever it is, bring it out into the open. Bring it into the light. And then you heal it, transform it, turn it into something else, give it away, throw it in the trash, set it on fire. Don't literally set anything on fire, okay? Metaphorically integrate and become more whole trying to become more whole more honest and true about who you are and what you want for yourself and for life when you do that your life will change and if you happen to be someone who's like i'm fine with my life it could be even better it could be even better even if you feel like you're already thriving there's still something in there there's not a person on the planet who doesn't have something they need to look at. There's not a person on the planet who is in a hundred percent thriving. No one, everyone, everyone can reach higher. Thank you for joining me this week. If you'd like ongoing support outside of these podcasts, you're invited to register as a member at BeTheEvidence.Live and receive your invitation to join all of our community in the new app, which we are very excited about. You can also schedule one-on-one -on -one time with me at SusanGrace.org. We'll talk again soon.